0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. You're listening to the longest running and number one rated podcast for all things San Antonio
1: Spurs basketball.
0: This, this is, is the Spurs, Spurs Cast with, with your host, Paul Garcia.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. Thank you for joining us. I am here joined by Project Spurs writer Benjamin Bornstein. And today's episode, Ben and I will discuss the beginning of training camp for the San Antonio Spurs. Let's jump right into this episode. Ben, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Feeling a lot better after that intro. Yeah, that got me hyped up, man. That was, that was really cool. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to Joe Garcia for making that intro, working on that. Um, uh, all right, let's skip this begin, Ben. Uh, this episode, we're going to go ahead and just cover what's going on in training camp for the San Antonio Spurs. We know that Monday was media day, and then from Tuesday on, and you and I are recording this on a Thursday evening. Uh, they've just been in practice uh, at training camp. On Thursday afternoon, or maybe even morning, the Spurs did announce some news. Um, Josh Primo is joining Kelden Johnson on the injury list for the preseason. Uh, the Spurs say that uh, Primo got injured Um uh, and, uh, with an MCL sprain, uh, and so he's going to be out most likely for the start of the preseason, and then uh, he is expected back though uh, by the start of the regular season, according to, to their release. Uh, so again, um, now now you got Calden Johnson on the injury list with with that um, with that dislocated shoulder injury, and then now you have Josh Primo as well joining him. And those are two players who you know might have started for this team, uh, you know, for the regular season. So that's that's interesting to watch. So let's first begin with that first question. The original question was. You know, there's been this whole talk of a point guard battle between J- Trey Jones and Josh Primo, but now that Primo's hurt, I think Trey Jones is probably your point guard. Uh however, I did ask I did want to ask you, do you think there's a chance maybe Blake Wesley can play pretty well in training camp at the preseason and maybe try to get that starting that starting gig, uh, considering that Primo's gonna be out for, for the preseason? Uh
0: that is tough. I don't to only get a preseason in training camp to try and uh dethrone Trey Jones, who Really is your point guard by default now that DeJounte Murray is not there. Um, I mean, Trey Jones just has an entire year of development ahead of him, is what it comes down to. And I think Trey Jones is going to be the starting point guard for a while. Um, it might happen like halfway in the middle of the season is when Malachi Branham or Blake Wesley will, you know, potentially unseat him. But uh, the way those guys play well, malachi brandon Moore plays like a two right now uh blake wesley probably more of a one um but it's yeah i, I think that job is really trey jones is to lose right now
1: I, I agree with you there and then especially from what we've heard about trey jones uh in this in this early training camp uh Doug mcdermott basically said he's been playing really well he's been uh He's actually been shooting more threes. He's kind Great. of just been guiding teams. He says that in those open scrimmages they've been having, that Trey Jones is basically like undefeated. He has his teams haven't lost. Um, and so yeah, so so again, that, and this is a big year for Trey. You know, he basically says that he know he understands that DeJounte Murray is now gone, so there's definitely an opening there at the starting point guard spot. And he says that he's ready for that. He even he he even acknowledged mm-hmm. that the three-point shot is something he has worked on in the offseason. We'll see it in these preseason games and in the regular season. And then uh, he also mentioned how defensively he's got he's tried to get stronger because he he knows that in, in the NBA state, you have to be able to switch different positions. So so he feels like you know this is his chance and, and he and he's gonna try to take advantage. And again, now that um that primo's out, you know, this is a good opportunity for Trey Johnson. So um regarding the other starting spots, uh Coach Pop did say on media day that aside from Jakob Purdle, you know, one through four, those spots are open. That's again why I opened up that question. Is and um let's talk about this though real quick. How do you think the team's going to adapt? Uh, you know, bringing Keldon and, and uh, Primo back uh, right right before the season starts. Do you think that whoever kind of earns those starting spots is going to keep them to start the year, or or do you think um, you know Pop will just put them out there if you even if it's on the opening night against Charlotte?
0: I think Keldon Johnson and Devin Vasseller in your starting lineup, even on that first night, mm-hmm. um, even with Keldon Johnson being injured, I just don't see how he's not in your starting lineup. He's earned it. You just gave him that contract extension. There, you don't really have a good reason to have Keldon Johnson coming off the bench. That's a very, that's a really well pay, paid bench player if that's the case. Um, so I think that job is still Keldon's to lose. Devin Vassell is probably playing at the two. I think they're going to try and move Keldon to the three really where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Um, The four position, I think, is really what's up for grabs. You have a couple of different guys who can play, or Pavovich might get weird, and he might play really small across one through four with Pertle at five. And you could have a Trey Jones, Josh Primo, Devin DeSalle, Keldon Johnson lineup. But if you do that, I think you're losing the rebounding battle on a lot of games.
1: Yeah, and then uh, considering that, they lost, you know, one of their best rebounders, rebounding guards and DeJounte Murray, who's one of the top players in the league at grabbing defensive boards. So, yeah, that's an interesting question. I think at the four initially, I thought it would be Doug McDermott, but you're right. You know, who knows if Pop goes more like a guard wing, just put those four guards and wings out there in, in the lineup rather than, um, you know, a spacing kind of big like, like McDermott or, or even a traditional big like somebody like Zach Collins or or bates I mean, job or uh, what's the other guy that they got from OKC? I just want Blake. um,
0: so dude, they got- we also have Dominic Barlow. They they drafted him, or they signed in free agency.
1: Yeah. Do you remember the guy's name from OKC? Okay, so yeah, I don't know. I just went blank. No, I don't want to have to dig up the roster. Um, uh, yeah,
0: we're gonna know. have to go up the roster. To have
1: to, uh, Isaiah Roby. Okay, i would going have yeah, to. dig up Is that yeah? Roby's played um, a lot of. Good goals, year for so. him too. Yeah. Yeah. So so again, um, those are some options. You know that they have in the starting lineup. Now let's talk about um, Devin Vassell. You know he's he's definitely poised um, to have a big season. Josh Richardson, I um, mean, you know, you know was was talking about how, how Vassell's really st- stood out in camp. He's been more vocal. He's been he's been more of a presence in the huddles with, with his teammates, and then just creating for for. Um, you know his teammates. He's able. He's he's uh, working on on you know slashing, getting to getting to the rim, coming off ball screens. Uh, you know, still using that that that, that uh, mid range pull up. Devin himself w- said that he worked on on attacking and getting to the free throw line. And again, those uh, in that half court offense. This is a, this is a, a position that's going to be not in a position, but an opportunity for someone to step up with Dejounte Murray now gone uh, in Atlanta. And then, uh, you know, Josh Richardson was also asked. You know, do you think Devin can be a closer at the end of games? And he says, "Yeah, that he thinks he definitely has that potential. That Devin's not scared at the moment." So, uh, what do you think the kind of season uh, Devin has in store coming up here?
0: It's it's breakout time for Devin Vassell. This is he's got to he's got to earn that contract extension this year. I think he's eligible, so they've got to um, he's got to show the Spurs that yeah, I'm your two. I'm here, I'm the two for the foreseeable future, and I'll play some three. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be a guy who can attack the rim. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna make free throws consistently. I'm gonna like he's already doing. I'm gonna hit mid range pull ups. I'm gonna shoot better from three. He was already pretty efficient, but he's got to do it probably on more volume this year. Um, and he's got to be a bit more of a creator. And and I think Malachi Branham and Wesley Bla- or Blake Wesley are gonna be two guys who push him. I mean, they, those guys come in with almost no expectations. They were drafted twentieth and twenty fifth, so. If if Devin Vassell can't beat out those guys for minutes, there's going to be a problem.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And yes, so de- definitely there's a lot of opportunity, especially too with Kelton on the injury list to start the year. I thought that Kelton might be the, the number one or two option on scoring on offense. And now it's going to probably be Devin Vassell by default just easily. So yeah, he's, he's definitely got to take advantage of, of that opportunity. that he's, he's going to be given here uh, in the preseason to start the year. And then the last um, big topic here that we've taken away from training camp is the fact that this is not the typical Spurs um, approach with rookies where they send them to Austin you know for multiple months or they probably don't even you know get to see San Antonio. but this year, Coach Pop has said and also multiple player veteran players have said you know there's a there's definitely a chance that the rookies, Jeremy Sohan, um, Blake Wesley, Malcolm Brown these guys might actually get some real minutes early on in the season. And, you know, and it's up to them, to see how, the, how they handle that. You know, pop said basically like throw them in the fire see you know, see what kind of mistakes they make, what they need to work on. He's really eager to see that from them. So what do you think about that? The fact that normally when you scout players coming into the Spurs, you don't expect to see them early in the year, but now all of a sudden these, these three guys that you've been looking at all year are, 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 um, you know, probably gonna get some real minutes.
0: Yeah. I would, I would highly expect Jeremy Sohan to be the first big off the bench, um, Just because that's a guy you drafted in the top ten, you have to you have to play him. You have to see what he can do. He didn't play in summer league, so you know the fans have to see what he can do. And I think if he can if he can shore up his shooting, he'll be more than fine. He does everything else very well. Um, I've you know I've I've said this all summer. I said it going into the draft. You know he's he can ball handle a little bit. He's a really good passer. He's got great IQ, good feel for the game, good rebounder, athletic. He has all the things you want, and from what I've seen, he has a lot of the intangibles as well. He, he speaks very well. He's, um, you know, he he talks about the game in a different manner than a lot of rookies do, um, and he he's already endeared himself to the fans with the Fiesta Tricolor uh, dye job. So fantastic work there! He obviously knows his audience, which is always half the battle. So uh, you know, he's he's already put in a lot of work despite missing that summer league. Uh, Those summer league games in the tournament. So I'm excited to see him play. I think I think he can play himself into the starting four position, especially yeah. if the, the Spurs and the coaching staff decide we're not going to do small ball, you know, one through four. We're going to go with more of a traditional lineup or or maybe they they kind of take the OKC approach and they say, we're going to go with our jumbo roster or the jumbo lineup. We're going to try and have everybody across the
1: board 6'5 or taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Sohan's definitely a player that I'm looking forward to seeing as well, just for, for the fact that I don't really watch any college basketball, and so this will be my first time seeing him in, you know, in, in competitive play here. So I'm definitely excited for that. And like, I didn't even think about that, Ben. You have a, you made a good point that maybe Sohan is something that's starting for again. The fact that Pop says one through four, nobody really has th- that spot secure just yet. Right. That's again, it's it, these rookies might actually get a spot. That's what I, that's, that's what I'm Same saying. Is, so you,
0: you you run the potential of if. McDermott is the starting four, and he stays that way for a lot of the season. You could argue that the Spurs are trying
1: to showcase him as a trade piece. Yes. So that Jeremy Sohan can eventually start. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So that's, that's a very good point there. And same thing, maybe even for Josh Richardson, who could also be, you know, a trade piece So we know, Jakob Pertl could end up. We've just discussed this at length uh, with these veteran players that the Spurs have. So before we close out this episode, I do want to share um, what we got going on over at projectspurs.com. Us Spurs cast listeners, make sure you check that out when you have a chance. Uh, Trace Ronnie has his uh, Fiesta short series up uh, where he writes weekly about the team. And and um, this one was a really cool article where he kind of gives us some predictions of um you know just like who's going to be like the leading scorer this season, who's going to be the leader in assists, uh, questions like that. You know what's the Spurs' record? I mean not record, they're, they're ranking going to be on offense and defense. Ben, you wrote about a must-see college prospects uh, basketball tournaments, uh, part one. Uh, who is tanking? Don't tell the players the Spurs uh, wants so this. This one's actually um, uh, written by Jonas Clark, so make sure you check that out. Uh, Jonas also talked about the Austin Spurs making a trade in the G League. Uh, and then uh, Devin Vassell is a top 10 pick in the uh, 2020 uh, redraft. And that one was written by Jazz uh, Tamir, one of our new writers over at Project Spurs. Ben, I see your piece here, Musty College Basketball Tournament. Uh, can you explain to the listeners what this one's about? Absolutely. For, for everybody who is a Spurs
0: fan, who's a college basketball fan, maybe you're both, maybe you're neither, but you know that the Spurs are going to be picking in the top five this year, at least they should be. Um, ton of great games. Uh, early in the NBA season, early in the college basketball season. So just some tournaments to be aware of one because of some prospects and two, because there are really great matchups between teams that are supposed to be very good this year. It's just going to be a lot of fun basketball. And they basically all of those tournaments take place in and around Thanksgiving. So you have nothing better to do. Don't lie to yourselves.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So again, you know, the fact that Spurs should should end up with one of those top picks there uh, at the end of the year, if, if they, if, the, if their season goes as projected by Vegas, you know, that, that's definitely something to watch Spurs Cast listeners. All right, so thanks to Ben for joining me on this, um, this episode of the Spurs Cast. And also thank you to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at Project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day.
0: Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.